Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. We have a lot of stuff to cover in this episode. I'm recording it on Wednesday, May 15th of 2019, and we have maybe an algorithm update to discuss. We're going to cover the idea that perhaps all of these bugs in Google are... Uh, because Google is gearing up for a big update. We'll talk about whether that is likely going to happen. Um, some information on uh, what Google's doing with podcasts. I think some people have some information a little bit inaccurate um, on the news on Google Podcasts. So we'll talk about that. Um, and also uh, some little tips like whether a paid security certificate will give you a ranking benefit. Um, as always, you can reach the full version of the newsletter at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. There is the free version which contains all of this information um, or most of this information. And then there's a paid version which contains uh, a whole bunch more, including tips and other things that uh, it was just too much to put in the free version. So let's talk about algorithm updates. May 9th of 2019, looks like something happened on that day. So we have a whole bunch of clients that are seeing slight increases and a few clients seeing slight decreases on May 9th. And uh, there's really no pattern that we can pick out. Um, this does seem to be, you know, probably an overall assessment of quality. It wouldn't uh, surprise me if maybe Google refreshed um, some of the signals that they look at in order to determine things like EAT. Uh, but really, I would say this is a minor update. We'll add this to our algorithm update list. Um, so, you know, you can you can see. Uh, and as things um, progress over the next few weeks, if this turns out to be a bigger update than we thought, then we'll write more specific information on what's happening. Um, at this point, though, just know that it looks like something changed at this point. Anybody who did see changes, uh, it's very minor. It's usually like an increase or decrease of 10% or uh, maybe a little bit more. So if you are seeing massive changes at this time, feel free to reach out to my team and I. Uh, two ways you can do that. One is at help at mariehaines.com. Um, if you want to reach me directly, then Twitter is the best way to do that, Marie underscore Haynes. So let's talk about this idea that perhaps Google is gearing up for a big update. There was an interesting article by Roger Monty in Search Engine Journal uh, that was speculating that perhaps this is about to happen. So here's some of the points that Roger made, and it's very similar to things that I've been saying in podcast for the last uh, couple of months. Um, most of you know that there was this big de-indexing bug where uh, Google stopped, um, they basically dropped a bunch of pages from the index and that caused a lot of sites to see obviously drops uh, in traffic because their pages weren't getting visited uh, and nobody really knew exactly why this happened. Um, and so what Roger pointed out is that this seemed to happen almost exactly a month after the big March 12th update, which was the last core quality update that happened. Um, the other thing that's happening is Google's told us now that they're rendering pages with Chrome, the most recent version of Chrome. Um, and so, you know, we wondered maybe Google's just totally rechanging their infrastructure. Um, and uh, Martin Split from Google pointed out, well, you know, this is rendering that they've changed. It has nothing to do with how Google discovers and indexes pages. Um, and so the de-indexing bug was not connected to uh, the change in how Google renders pages. Um, the other thing that Roger pointed out was that uh, if you recall, when Panda and Penguin first came out, they followed very shortly after Google made the switch to Caffeine. And Caffeine was a big, big infrastructure 
Monster update. And what I mean by that is that Google changed the ways that they um, actually uh, programmatically run the algorithm. And, uh, you know, so there's been some speculation that this could potentially be happening. I do think that Google's made some massive changes in uh, either code base or, um, you know, they've been clearing up. They found that the code for RHEL, Prev, and Next was no longer being used and told us, okay, maybe you don't need to use this for indexing, um, you know, in discovery. So with all of this said, um, Search Engine Land published an article with some thoughts from Google uh, directly. And Google said, no, there have been no major infrastructure changes. Um, So it sounds like, you know, it's not completely like, oh, they've got a brand new engine. Um, But something's happening. And I still do think that we're going to find out months from now that there was some major changes, maybe not in infrastructure, but in code base or something. Uh, And perhaps they're gearing up to be able to plug other things into the algorithm in order to assess quality. So March 12th was the last really big algorithm update that we had. Um, And it wouldn't surprise me if something new is on the horizon. You know, a lot of people joke that whenever I'm traveling, there seems to be a big update. Um, The uh, May 9th update that we talked about, I was traveling, I was doing a private conference at that time. Um, I'm going to be traveling next mid-June. I'm going to Boston for uh, Search Love and Semni. I'm going to be speaking there. So I think we might start a little uh, page on our website perhaps to say, is Marie traveling? And then we can say, gear up for an update. Kind of joking, but uh, uh, it's kind of funny how often that happens. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I should travel less. It's good for us. It's good for our business when Google does updates because we get more people that have been hit and we get (laughs) requests for help. Um, I know most of you don't like when Google does a lot of updates. So let's move on. There's a new speed report that's coming to Search Console. So this is kind of cool. So apparently, instead of uh, having to use external tools like PageSpeed Insights, we're going to have all of this data right in Search Console. Um, I don't believe that it's live yet. So this will be interesting. Once it comes out, we'll be implementing this in our site review reports. And most of you who are looking at um, SEO really should be paying attention to PageSpeed. And so that's kind of cool that it's in Search Console. New information on structured data for uh, FAQs and how-tos. If you have pages on your website, if you have a significant number of pages that are answering questions, um, that are uh, giving instructions on how to do something, you can mark these up with schema and you can actually get um, new things in the search results that basically say, here's the steps on how to uh, do this particular thing. And there's mixed reaction to this by SEOs. I mean, in one sense, that's awesome. You know, we can mark it up and we can get more uh, number one rankings or more featured snippets or more SERP features. On the other hand, uh, if we put too much in these, then Google can just present all of what people need to know in the search results and people are not going to end up coming to our websites. So, um, you know, we'll see how this turns out. I find that in most cases, if you win a featured snippet, uh, it's not going to take traffic from your site. And the traffic that it takes from your site is traffic that wasn't going to convert anyways. So, you know, I don't think it's really a bad thing to get these SERP features, but we'll see what happens once this how-to becomes more implemented and more sites are using it. Those of you who um, are in Google's top stories, things are changing for top stories. I don't have a lot of information, but this is stuff that came out of IO, uh, Google IO, that um, they're going to be starting to do something called full coverage. And, uh, And so... 
the top stories are going to be organized with like, as far as I understand, this website has this story, but there's this element that you can read on this website. And so basically it's going to be spreading people, sending people to more websites as far as I understand. I don't have information just yet on how we can take advantage of this, but for those of you who are in that space, I think you need to really be paying attention to what's happening with top stories. And uh, as we get more information on what we can do to uh, claim some of those positions in rankings, then hopefully we can pass that on to you. Um, Google's been making some changes to images as well. So uh, Gary Ish, when he was asked at the beginning of last year, what the most important things to work on were for SEOs, he said, I would recommend uh, working on structured data and also on image search. And um, Google's been doing a lot of things around image search. So something new that was announced this week was there's going to be a new program, which you can apparently opt into now, uh, where you can put high resolution images on your website. And this is really interesting because we know that high res images take longer to load. And we know that Google wants us to have fast websites. So I imagine, um, I you know, I haven't really looked into how this is going to work. I would imagine that these would be somehow pre-rendered by Google uh, so that they can can just display them really fast. I'm really not sure how it's going to work. But if you are relying on image search, you get a lot of people for images to your site, then this is something you really want to look into. Uh, in the newsletter, we have a link to a full video that talks about this. So uh, I think that's going to be a pretty cool thing. Um, and uh, it's probably going to be one more layer, though, of headaches for websites to, um, you know, you're going to have to have maybe your web images and your high res images. Uh, we'll see how this unfolds as uh, as it um, pushes live. Um, some people have been testing the new uh, Googlebot. So we announced last week that Googlebot uh, used to render as Chrome 41, and now it's up to the latest version of that. Uh, and it seems like this is populating across Google's tools. Um, so for the most part, I think Google is rendering uh, as Chrome 74, which is the most recent version of Chrome. Um, that's not important to most of you, but those of you who have websites with uh, interesting bells and whistles and stuff that's really reliant on JavaScript uh, in ways that it's hard for Google to recognize, uh, that's a good thing that Google has actually moved to the latest version of Chrome. Um, this is interesting, although probably won't affect us as SEOs. Uh, Google Maps is now going to be supporting incognito mode. Um, I suppose that could be useful if you don't want uh, people knowing where you're going, but uh, um, something to know if you're trying to go to secretive places and you don't want it to be, because we know Google watches everything, right? I mean, even if you turn your location services off on your phone, uh, apparently as soon as you turn them back on again, then all of that data from all the places that you went to is just fed to Google at that time. So uh, apparently if you want to hide where you're going, then you can soon start to use maps in incognito mode. Um, Let's talk a little bit about these podcast changes. So one of the things that was announced last week was that Google is going to be, um, it made it sound like Google was going to be actually transcribing our podcasts and you could uh, basically get search uh, placements from these uh, podcast things. So if I was talking about this very thing, you know, let's say you were doing a search for um, Google podcast changes, then uh, Google may potentially, um, I mean, they've got the 
recording of this podcast. It's it's indexed in many different places. Um, and they've been doing this with videos. You've probably noticed that if you do a search for something, Google may show you a YouTube video and say, ah, this clip from 10 seconds to 20 seconds into the video is uh, contains the part that you're really interested in. We thought that Google was going to be doing this for podcasts. So you could do a search for what I'm talking about right now. And you would see this come up as a search result, even though I don't have a page on it. But Google would be able to recognize that we've talked about this in our podcast. It seems to me that what Google is now surfacing is the podcast itself, but it won't actually give you a clip like it does with YouTube videos. I don't know if that's something that's on the horizon for Google. Um, I really, really hoped that a suggested clip was going to be happening. And who knows, maybe it will be in the future. Um, Somebody asked John Mueller what was more accurate, whether if you look at the cached version of your site and you look at the URL inspection tool, often they'll show slightly different things. Um, And this is often the case for sites that are heavily reliant on JavaScript. You'll see that the cached version looks a little bit messed up. Um, So what John Mueller said is that the what you see on the URL inspection tool, which is a part of Search Console, is definitely more accurate than what you'll see on the cached version of a page. Those of you who are wondering, how do I see the cached version of my page? You can go to any page of your website and uh, in front of the URL, you can type in the word cache, C-A-C-H-E colon, and you'll see what's in Google's cache for your page. And we'll use this, you know, if we're trying to figure out, like, can Google actually see the words on the page? Can they see the images on the page? Um, but we've been doing this less and less now that uh, it's really easy to use the URL inspection report in Search Console. So something good to know. Somebody else uh, was asking whether a paid security certificate could give you a ranking benefit. So let's take this a step back and uh, talk about what is a security certificate. So um, I'm certainly not the one to go into great detail about security certificates, but basically uh, this is determining whether your site is HTTPS or HTTP. And um, in the past, in order to get HTTPS, you had to buy a security certificate. And, you know, they're a fair price, especially if you have a lot of domains. And then not too long ago, probably a few years ago, Google came out with their own free security certificates. Um, I believe you can, there's other places you can get free ones as well. Um, And so, you know, it kind of... I can understand why people would think, well, if I spend $70 for a security certificate, that's got to be better than the free ones, right? And I bet you there are technically reasons to go with the paid ones. I And this is just a gut instinct. Um, you know, anytime something is free, I get kind of get a little bit like, oh, you know, are we actually sending data back to Google? What are we doing here? Um, but for ranking, there is no benefit uh, in terms of, um, you know, a paid certificate over a free one. There is a very, very slight ranking benefit for sites that have any sort of security certificate whether it's free or paid. Uh, If your site is HTTPS, if all things were equal, it would outrank uh, an HTTP site. But it's a very, very tiny ranking benefit. Uh, And um, there are plenty of other reasons to switch to HTTPS, but I wouldn't be doing it just for the ranking benefit. 
Um, those of you who use Google Sheets, uh, I thought it was kind of cool. There's some new additions and Google Sheets is now much better at removing duplicates. And I'm mentioning this because I know a lot of you that are doing link audits, if you were manually um, creating your link audit spreadsheets, uh, then this removing duplicates is, uh, it'll save you a few steps. So that's good. Um, speaking of which, we haven't really announced this uh, and it's been available for, gosh, a lot of years. But if you are trying to do a link audit and you want to just have us put a spreadsheet together, um, that's something that we can potentially do for you. So uh, we have internal proprietary software that puts these link audit spreadsheets together. Um, and rather than, uh, you know, subscribing to every single tool, uh, we can uh, we can do that for you. You know, we can put a spreadsheet together. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out at help at mariehaines.com and we'll get you a price for putting a spreadsheet together for you. Um, I thought it was interesting that MailChimp announced that they're expanding from an email service provider or email uh, tool, basically, to a full marketing platform for small businesses. The way I understand it, I think they're going to um, basically create a CMS. Uh, that So it's like, you know, instead of using WordPress or whatever, you could have a MailChimp site. I will see what this looks like. I think this is something that could be really good. Um, but given my experience with MailChimp in the past, I don't have a lot of hope for this. Um, and my apologies if anybody from MailChimp is listening. I found that MailChimp, um, in terms of design, seemed to be really, really far behind the times. We moved our email marketing from MailChimp to ConvertKit, and we're really happy with that. Um, now, who knows? Maybe they've got uh, a stronger design team and a dev team um, but uh, I think that these probably aren't going to make a big impact in the world of search. Um, worth noting, though, at least. We'll talk about a couple of local SEO tips. Uh, this was an interesting one that's discussed on the local search forum. I should say congratulations to Joy Hawkins and her team for this forum. Joy tweeted this week that they've doubled the traffic to the local search forum. We send a lot of people there. If you are looking for questions, if you have questions on small business SEO, uh, there's a whole bunch of really good experts that will answer your questions on this forum. Um, and so if you don't have the budget pretend, potentially to hire an expert, you can still get really good advice at the forum. So I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. There was a discussion on the forum that um, somebody asked if adding a service area, uh, uh, sorry, should you create a radius on Google My Business or should you, um, you know, add specific cities? And uh, I may be butchering this conversation. So if this doesn't make sense, if this is applicable to you, I would suggest following the link in our newsletter to the actual discussion on the local search forum. Um, Phil Rosek jumped in and noted that if you're seeing red coverage on your map, it doesn't automatically imply that the areas between your edges are covered. Um, so he noted that Google doesn't fully understand the map representations well enough yet. And he says it's best to add inner cities, zip codes, areas, things like that. Um, so don't rely fully on Google. Uh, you know, to, to, to give you the correct coverage. Um, and another great discussion uh, on the local search forum was um, asking SEOs, what are your top five suggestions to optimize Google My Business? And so the suggestions were things like adding photos of your business, acquiring reviews, replying to reviews, answering Q&A regularly, um, doing Google posts weekly, and then of course, uh, regular links to your site um, on 
on-site optimizations are important. And then one of the biggest ways to get ahead on Google My Business is simply spam fighting. Um, I think, you know, we're in an age right now where, yeah, spam is annoying. um, But uh, as an SEO, it's something that you can often easily fix up. Um, And so I know a lot of uh, small business SEOs that are making good money off of doing almost exclusively spam fighting. So uh, definitely something that um, we should all be paying attention to. Um, And then one more local SEO tip. Bright Local has a new tool that will allow you to quickly generate links to things like where clients can leave reviews for you um, and also a a link to a SERP that would display your knowledge panel. So there's a link in the newsletter to Bright Local's tool for that. And uh, I think that'll be pretty cool. And that's all we're going to discuss here. Um, I've tried to get the podcast down to around the 20-minute mark because uh, it's been expanding, just like everything we do. When we do our site quality reviews, we tend to add more and more stuff, and then all of a sudden, we've got these massive 200-page reviews. Um, And so we're trying to work on providing value for you. Uh, That means that you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours listening to us and reading our stuff. Um, And so, yeah, the podcast is going to be a bit shorter, which means that there's stuff in newsletter that I have not covered in podcast. So this is, uh, I believe, episode 83 that we're talking about. And, um, you know, you can uh, uh, you can get much more information on um, mariehaines.com slash newsletter. What we're working on this week is uh, finally we are going to go live soon with our part two of our EAT webinar. If you have questions about author EAT, stay tuned. If you're a newsletter subscriber, I'm going to be sending you out a link to a form um, to fill out with questions that you have. And uh, I believe at some point in the next two weeks, we're going to do a live webinar. It will be recorded for those of you who have uh, are going to miss it. Um, and uh, we'll answer everybody's questions on author EAT. Another thing that I want to mention as well is we're now offering uh, to just a few clients because we're building this out a light version of our site quality review. Um, Those of you who have uh, come to us asking for a quote, I know for some of you our reviews are outside of your budget uh, and they are very, very extensive reviews. Um, And so we've worked on developing a light version and what we'll do is pick out the parts that we think are most important for your site. Uh, For a lot of these light reviews, Uh, We're not going to go into very detailed competitive research on our full reviews. We do, you know, quite detailed uh, depth of knowledge into um, what your competitors are doing and what they're getting ahead with. In the light review, though, we're going to have a really thorough look at your EAT and give you uh, good examples, practical examples of how you can be improving upon this. Uh, And I have to say, uh, I'm so proud of our reviews. Most of the sites that we review, provided you're a legitimate site and you're not just trying to scam Google, and scam users, we really have been able to help a, a great number of sites. And that makes me so proud of uh, my team and all of the things that uh, we've been able to accomplish. So if you've been interested in a review, now is the time, um, you know, get in before Google does another big algorithm update, because when that happens, we tend to uh, have a month or, you know, multi-month waiting list. And uh, right now things are, are pretty good. So, um, and we're obviously still taking on clients for link audits. We're getting a lot of requests for that as well. So thank you so much for listening to uh, the podcast and we'll be back next week with uh, more updates on what Google is doing. And until then, I wish you the best of luck with your rankings.